could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one, as said by Albert Einstein. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, for a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. And today the theme for our show is the gift of reality. And Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We are excited to announce that Be The Star You Are has just been honored as a top nonprofit for the seventh consecutive year. Congratulations to all of the volunteers and supporters because you guys are responsible for making BTSYA first class. So today we have a special guest who was on Wheel of Fortune recently making TV history. Alice Abruzzini is 87 years old from Napa Valley and has been watching Wheel of Fortune since it began in 1983. And she's finally able to cross uh, being on the show off of her bucket list thanks to her grandson-in-law who was a contestant. But even she couldn't fathom that she would be making TV history on this reality game show. So let's find out how her wildest dreams came true. Hi, Vanity. Welcome to Express Yourself. Oh, I just loved it. I was so proud and happy to be on it. And my, awesome. great, my grandson did great. Awesome. We are so happy to have you on the show. So you like being called Nani, right? And that's, that's Italian for Grandma? Yes, it is, and that's everybody calls me Nani. So, uh, I'm I'm good old Nani. That's what I am. That's awesome. And you are the mother of five, the grandmother to eleven, and a grandmother, great grandmother to ten. Right. right? And the oh last my goodness! One, and the last one was named after me, Alice. That is so cool. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. All right. Well, during the segment today, we're going to call you Vanna 2 because okay. you were on the show. And I just think that is so awesome. I used to watch that <laughs> as when I was a kid. And that was just the TV show in our household. That, that was in mine, too. Yeah. So you've been watching Wheel of Fortune since it debuted in 1983. What do you like about the show? What's your favorite part? I love it. I just loved it. I don't know. I just watched it all the time. And, and my husband and I, of course... When he passed away, I still kept watching it. And That's it was so cool. just a great show, and I love Vanna and Pat, and I never thought I'd ever get to see them, but I was so happy to, to meet them. They were great. I think you are so lucky. You know, the one reason why I always loved watching the shows was because of Vanna's dresses. She always had the yes. prettiest dresses. Yeah, I think she, she, had, she wears a different one every single night. And yeah, I think every over single 6, show. dresses. Yeah, ah, yeah, that was my favorite part because she always had these sparkly dresses on, and I always thought she was a supermodel. <laughs> uh, she is. 
She is. She's so pretty. Did you ever think you'd have the opportunity to meet your idols, Pat and Vanna? No, I never did. And when Brian Rankin called me, my great-grandson-in-law called me to say he was on the show. I wasn't sure I could make it because I had another grandson that was the, uh, graduating from the police academy. And oh. I had already answered yes on that one. And then they told me, no, go, because you've been watching this for years. Yeah, so I decided definitely. to go, wondering if I did the right decision, but I did do the right decision. It was great. That is so cool. Well, congratulations to your other grandson for graduating from the police academy. That's really cool. Yeah, he did. He just He's a great fellow, too. I'm That's very awesome. proud of him. That is very admirable. So was going to the studio different than watching on TV? What was the experience yes, yes, with that? Yes, it was. Um, it was just so many lights and big, uh, uh, all the way, the hallway was all pictures of Vanna and, and Pat. And then when we got in there, we were put on a certain stage, uh, not mm. where the audience was. Uh, we were on where the contestants were. We were the family of the contestants. And so we sat there and watched it, and, and all three contestants were so good that I didn't know who was going to win. You know? <laughs> It was really a, a wait and see, and I couldn't couldn't hold myself to tell Brian what to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, so like this show was the nail biter, huh? Oh gosh, it was a nail biter. It was great, but they had a lot of signs like "quiet," um, uh, "applaud," you know, or "silent." Uh-huh. And so we had to obey them all. And so, uh, of course, Brian Rankin told him. He said, "Noni, you can't say, you can't holler like I wanted <laughs> to do." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So was the set bigger or smaller than you expected it to I be? I think it was it? smaller than I expected. Mm. But uh, uh, to me, it was big, I thought. But uh, I heard Heather say it was. she thought it was smaller. So I don't know. I was so excited, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some reason on game shows, the stages look a lot bigger than the, what they really are. They just look huge. And then I guess when you go on in person they're not as big as you think they were no it was nice though when she walked out she they had to walk quite a ways like they do on tv to come mm-hmm. to where they get their game show and it, it was it was very very nice i That's enjoyed really it very cool. much i think you are so lucky and it's just crazy that you're able to be on the show like that i am i'm very lucky it's because I, of my yeah. family that i am so lucky <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, did Pat and Vanna look like they do on TV, or oh. uh, did they look different? Oh, no. They looked exactly on, on, like on TV, and they looked great. And they, their personalities were great. They were so nice. You wouldn't believe it. You that know, is and then so they asked cool. me to go up and made me Vanna White, Vanna the second. That's the first time That's they've awesome. ever done that. So you made history uh, by waving bye-bye uh, with, with Pat. You were there with him. How did you do that? How did you get the opportunity to do that? Well, he came up to my daughter, Cynthia, and said, uh, uh, do you think your mother would like to be Vanna White for tonight? And the producers all in the back were telling them, hey, they have never done this, never. And so wow. he came up to me and he said, would you come up with me? Would you like to be Vanna White? And I said, Sure. Cindy told him, Cynthia told him, yes, she's already thinks she's Vanna White. <laughs> oh, my so gosh, I, I be... And he told me, uh, he told me what he was, he was going to say. 
and what I was supposed to say, and I did it. Mm-hmm. You're like, I already know how to do this. <laughs> What's that? You, you already know what you, you already knew what to do. You didn't have to be oh, told because you've watched it so many times. I wanted to wave like she waved. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you were you were uh, told what to do on signs, right? You weren't allowed to clap or holler whenever you wanted to. No, we couldn't clap or holler. Only when they put it up, clap. When they put up, uh, you know, silent or uh, things like that, we had to obey the signs. And oh, that wow. was hard for me because I wanted to <laughs> holler and scream. <laughs> well, yeah, you had so much excitement. I would, I would want to holler and scream whenever I wanted to. And, I, and, I, and I wanted to give him I want, when he when he was get, he was getting the question. I wanted to tell him sometime a couple times, but he got it right away. He was so smart. Oh wow, that's great. cool. He did really great. Yeah, so, I'm proud of him. Uh, so he won a car, right? He won a car, and then. Uh, let's see, the total, I guess, was 64000 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What did he, uh, so he went bankrupt, right? Did that worry you at all? Yes, he did go bankrupt. Oh, my and goodness. at that time, I thought, you know, I, I thought, oh, gosh, he got a bankrupt. He won't get it. But I didn't realize he already had 27000 mm-hmm. So he was already ahead. When we watched it on Monday night, I could see he was ahead so we knew he had to be, be the one to get it. But they moved yeah. us. They moved us. When he got ahead, they moved us, and they said, come on, come on, you're coming down here to another spot. We went down. Then we sat there, and then they taught us how to wave. We had, when <laughs> They said, when they ask your name, but don't wave hard, just wave like easy, you know. Yeah. And so we were taught how to wave, and, uh, uh, and then they said our names, you know, who was there. He said, my grandmother, Noni, and he said his mother, Cynthia, and his his wife, Heather, and uh, it was really fun. And then the second move was, after he won, they moved us down another stairs. Yeah. We had to go wow. down another stairs and be ready to go on if he won, if he won when he spun the, the big wheel, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, oh my gosh, I never thought he'd make that one. He said... Every number he said went on. Every letter he said went on. And he got it. I couldn't believe it. He got it so quick. Oh, my goodness. It was very, very exciting. That sounds exciting. So so going back to what we were talking about earlier, how you made TV history by being the first person to stand by Pat and wave goodbye, other than Vanna, because the producers said they they have never done that before. No, they've never done that before. So as Vanna, too... Yeah, as then and, too. And what I did kept you say? My daughter Cynthia, I said, I will not be on at the end because I've never seen one that anybody comes on at the end, just Vanna. Mm-hmm. And she said, Oh, yes, you will, because they told us it was the first time. And by gosh, when I watched it on the 11th, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I was cool. excited. What did, you, what did you say as you were standing next to Pat? Um, oh, I told him how excited I was. And I. I kept inviting him up to Napa Valley to have some wine up here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I just, I was real excited. I was oh, so I would happy too. that I got to be on the set and see them. Mm-hmm. So last summer great. you went surfing with your grandson, and then you oh, were on Wheel of Fortune this week. What you else do you want to do? Huh? Yes, I did. I went, uh, the summer I went up to Shasta, and mm-hmm. my... 
grandson, Cynthia's son, uh, Justin, mm-hmm. took me on a wakeboard and said, Nonnie, come on, you can get up. And I went, and I was scared. But I oh, got yeah. up, and we went a long way, and I was waving to everybody, and everybody was clapping on, on the shores and everything. So it was You are very too. brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here I was, then 86. Now I'm 87, and I did this. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with my 88th or my 90th or 90th, but I might jump out of an airplane, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Well, you are just awesome. You are such a uh, wonderful person, and you're very inspiring, and you are the very definition of dreams coming true. Well, thanks so much, Vanna, too, and thank you so much, Nani. Uh, I'm so glad thank you were you. able to live your dream and just have the time of your life. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, right. during the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteamradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. And also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation with an inspirational guest on the topic of reality. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And today's show is all about the gift of reality. And joining us this week is 27-year-old Michelle Poehler. Michelle is originally from Venezuela, and as a result of living in fear, she lived a controlled life before moving to New York in 2014. And there she attended the School of Visual Arts to obtain her master's in branding. And since New York was just such a vivacious city, Michelle was getting frustrated with her fears and they kept her from living life to the fullest. But then she decided it was time to let go and allow herself to be vulnerable to the unknowns of life. And she started a project called 
100 days without fear, a challenge to face one fear a day. And every day she would conquer it beyond her list and document it in a short video. And in 2015, she conquered her 100th fear, one of her biggest, and she spoke to an audience at a TED Talk. And now she uses her time and experiences to teach others how to get over their fears and live their lives to the fullest. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Asia. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show. Awesome. And the one question, yeah, I love what you're doing right now. I think that is so cool because I feel like everybody has a couple fears to get over. And the hardest thing to do is get over them and to face them and to realize that you can conquer them. Yes, it is um, very challenging. But the first thing that you need to do is definitely have the will and want to conquer your fears, which is something that I never really um, tried before this project. And where did you get the idea to start this project of yours? So I started the project as a class project while I was doing my master's in branding at the School of Visual Arts. We we were all commissioned to start a 100-day project. And while some of the students were trying to find what's the easiest thing that I could do so I can do it consecutively for 100 days and not interrupt my life, I Mm -hmm. actually tried to find the hardest thing that I could do, but that I knew that it would change my life for good after 100 Mm -hmm. days. Oh, yeah. I think what you did is absolutely awesome, just your whole adventure in general. Now, I want to ask, what is your biggest fear ever? You know, mine is spiders. I have, Oh, I can't do spiders. That is the one fear I don't think I'll ever get over. <laughs> I have so many fears, and it's really hard to tell them apart, like which one's the hardest or like the scariest. But mm-hmm. right now, in this moment, thinking about motherhood scares me a lot. Mm, yeah, I, that is a very good and, I guess, um, acceptable fear, I guess, because that is a pretty big part of your life. And it's very life-changing, and it's very unpredictable. Yes, that. And other fears that I have right now, birds. That's one fear I didn't face in the... Oh. <laughs> is it, is it, what is it about them? So I, I was never afraid of birds before, but one day while I was walking to school, I was attacked by a bird, which I thought was impossible. It what? tried to like grab my head or something, and I started running like crazy and screaming. And after that day, I'm scared of black birds, like the crows scared yeah. me really bad. But I, then I understood that it was because it was a nest uh, right by where I was passing by and that's why the bird attacked me yeah so it has a reason behind and I feel better that I know that now yeah that is understandable crows are gross anyway (laughs) so I think your fear is valid uh but you know like mine is the same thing with spiders I never used to be afraid of spiders you know I was actually okay with them if I found a spider Mm -hmm. in the house you know I think like oh there's no reason to kill it because it didn't do anything wrong so literally I would pick up the spider and just put him outside just so you know we didn't harm him or anything Mm -hmm. but I went to North Carolina to this lake with a group that I would go on speaking engagements with and we just had a camp that we were having and to get from their cabin to the hotel that everybody else was staying at you had to cross a giant bridge and that bridge at night I did not know this but it is filled with giant spiders and oh my gosh so I had my phone flashlight And I had happened to shine my light 
on like the wood pillars on the side of the bridge and I saw thousands of <gasps> giant spiders so hanging everywhere. And that is when I became afraid of spiders. I was like, nope, I can't oh. do this anymore. And I like ran across the bridge. I was like, I don't even ever want to cross this bridge again because I knew no. where they were. And that that started my fear of spiders. And I, I'm thinking, is there a way that I can get over it again to where I won't have to like worry about them so much and every time I think about it you know I, I'm like uh-uh I can't do it <laughs> <laughs> I really I had a huge fear of spiders but I nothing ever happened to me it's just they look scary so yeah, <laughs> I everybody was uh suggesting that I should face this fear just because they're curious to see how I would do it and I was so scared that I never even wrote down that fear in my list of things yeah. that I wanted to accomplish but then I went to visit my brother to Savannah and just happens that his best friend owns a big spider a tarantula oh my and goodness. yeah I just had to do it so I put the tarantula in my arm and allow it to walk and it was amazing I actually they're really, actually really, really liked cool. it yeah they're very calm I think they're a lot different than actual like spiders you would find like outside or in your house yeah I feel like they're more, they look more like animals than actual spiders, which I think is what does it to where you're not too afraid of them because they're fuzzy and, you know, they're, yeah, exactly. their fur kind of looks cute, I guess. But yeah. yeah, I held a tarantula at a fair one time and my dad was just freaking out. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So what I was thinking was, do you think fears come from experience or is it all just psychological? Do we just come up with these things in our head or do we actually experience things that cause us to be afraid of something? I think that it's not one thing or the other. I think they are both um, within you and the way that I analyze my fears is that I broke them into universal, cultural and personal fears. So... Mm -hmm. Universal are the ones that we're practically born with them. So everybody or at least 90% of the population is afraid of similar things like um, heights or spiders or death or speaking in public. So these are the most yeah. common ones. And it doesn't matter where you're from. You are probably scared of one of these things at least. And yeah. then there are cultural fears that you develop depending on the culture that you are born and raised. So in my culture, for example, you are not supposed to embarrass yourself in public. Like that's the worst you could you could do. And I know that in Asian cultures, you shouldn't even talk about your feelings. So the way that we're raised uh, among like our culture is what develops certain fears. And then in like there, we get to a personal level. So, for example, my family comes from World War II survivors, and mm. they passed on many of their fears to my parents, and then they passed those fears to me. So I have a big fear of control and loneliness, and I'm sure that they come from my grandparents who lost their family, and they had yeah. no control over their lives. That, yeah, that is a pretty uh, big fear is having no control over something. And I think a lot of people experience that in their lives where something comes up, you know, some sort of situation or anything like that. And not being able to control that is very overwhelming. Yes, very much. Definitely. So what gave you the courage or the will to be able to face your fears? 
basically New York. So New York has mm. been always my dream. I always wanted to live here since I was very little. And when I finally moved here in 2014, I was trying to shelter myself from the danger that could happen in the city and but everything was in my mind and it was just my fear that was in the way of new experiences and I didn't mm -hmm. allow myself to really enjoy the city and everything that it has to offer so when I realized what I was doing to myself I knew that it was now or never and I had to start facing my fears Yeah, exactly. You know, I would love to live in New York. It looks so crazy there, though, but it looks wonderful. Yes. Yeah, once you, you overcome your fears, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, it <laughs> just looks crazy. And some people are, some people say, you know, you have to have a certain type of attitude or mindset to be able to handle the atmosphere yeah. of New York. Definitely. So you went to the, to a school of, what was it, visual arts? Or, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, school, school of visual, of visual arts. arts. How did you like that? I love being in the School of Visual Arts, being in New York. I actually, for my bachelor's, I went to Savannah, Georgia, to, to um, the Savannah College of Art and Design, where I did art direction and graphic design. And then being in New York is just so amazing when you're in school because your professors, they are just surrounded by the best people in your field or they are the best people in your field so you yeah. you get exposure to so many many things that just makes your experience in school so much better I have actually wanted to go to college there because I want to go for fashion I want to own my own fashion yeah. label and they have a really good fashion institute over there yes definitely I would really recommend you <laughs> coming here yeah for a lot of people are Yeah, a lot of people are saying, you know, if you really want to get college for that, go to the go to New York for that university. Yes, it's not only what you learn at school, it's what you learn in the street that makes you so makes the experience much like richer, definitely. Mm -hmm. How did you choose that college? How did you know that's the school you wanted to go to? So I come from a creative background and an art background, but I was looking for a more strategic a career in branding and the School of Visual Art happened to have this career in branding giving it a more strategic twist but still the School mm -hmm. of Visual Arts is focused in creativity and, and art so I thought it was the perfect place for me to learn strategy. Yeah definitely so you're working towards your master's degree at the moment or have you already obtained it? Yeah, I already finished the master in July of 2015. It was one oh, year. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. That must Thank have been you. a lot of hard work. Yeah, I was working full-time doing my fear project and doing my master's, everything at the yeah. same time. Well, I think that's really awesome that you were able to have the will to be that busy and still do everything that you did and, and be ultimately successful. I think that's really cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, Michelle. Uh, right now we're out of time for this segment, but if you guys really want to learn more about her 100 Days Without Fear project and seeing all the other things that she has been doing, and just to keep up with her on her endeavors, visit her website at www.100dayswithoutfear.com for more information. And to support our show with these amazing segments by giving, uh, uh, by With these amazing segments, uh, give a donation to Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And for more information on how to do this, go to the website www100 
BeTheStarYouAre.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is www.BeTheStarYouAre.org so you can find out how to be how to give a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity. And also remember to visit our new radio site at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk again with the amazing Michelle Polar. So don't go anywhere. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of reality, and I'm Asia Gonzalez. We are excited to be continuing our conversation with Michelle Polar. As a 27-year-old from Valenzuela, Michelle lives in New York uh, while, we're, while she has her master's degree in branding, and she executed her project 100 Days Without Fear that challenged her to face every fear to face a fear every day, and now she works with others and helps them face their fears to live a fuller and happier life. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Great. <laughs> Happy to be here. So we were talking about how you faced your fears, and I saw that the last fear that you faced was having a TED Talk, and you spoke in front of quite a bit of people. How was that? It was Oh my God, so scary because not only the fact that you're speaking in public is scary enough, but the fact mm-hmm. that it's TED makes it even scarier because you know that they will post this online for millions of people to watch. But then mm-hmm. also it was my 100th fear. So I had a lot of pressure and a, a lot of people, all of my subscribers, my followers were watching this live stream. So yeah, pressure was killing me. Yeah. So was that your first time speaking in public or have you had other experiences with that? 
I've never had an experience like that before TED. I was doing my master's when, and I had to speak um, at least one time every week. So I had quite a practice before TED, but I've never spoken in a stage to 400 people. No, never. Oh my goodness. Wow. That must have been crazy. How did you prepare for something like that? I prepared so much. I had uh, six weeks or eight weeks before the talk since, since the moment that they told me that I could uh, participate in this event. And I got together with professors. I think that was the best thing that I did. I got together with uh, Debbie Millman. She's the director of the branding program. And she really, really helped me prepare for my talk and I used all of my skills. I used my graphic design skills to build my presentation and make it very visually appealing and my video skills and my storytelling skills. So definitely <laughs> put all my effort into this. That's really cool. And, you know, speaking in front of people is very nerve wracking in general. So how did you expect people to respond and how did they surprise you with your TED talk you know what was their feedback I was amazed because when I was speaking I would hear the reaction which I was not expecting so whenever I said a joke I was not sure if it's going to be funny or not I've heard it so many times in my head I told it to my husband mm -hmm. so many times that we don't laugh anymore but when I told it and people they were laughing like crazy so I was like this is working out and suddenly and that's such I, a great feeling yeah and then suddenly I make like a big reveal say I don't have a hundred fears I I only have seven fears and I could hear people say whoa oh my god yeah. and I was like wow that was a big reveal for people that's great so definitely it helps to hear the reactions of the audience definitely you know because when you are speaking to people you're wondering you know what are they going to think are they even going to like the jokes that I have because sure. you know I've had that experience too where I would I travel the country talking to kids about entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and you know I'll have a couple jokes in my script and to yeah. me to myself, I'm thinking, are they even going to laugh at this? Because, you know, I might not even find it that bit, that much funnier than they're going to think it is. And when they do laugh, it's such a wonderful feeling. I kind of uh, laugh yeah. to myself and go, whew, all right, good. I got that joke out of the way. Time for the next two ones. See if they laugh yes. at those. <laughs> Definitely. I'm now going to Toastmasters as a way to train myself. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know about Toastmasters, this club to learn about public speaking. And yeah, this really helps with public speaking definitely yeah it's it's a pretty serious gig and it, it gets nerve-wracking but you know I feel like the longer you do it and the more you get into whatever you're talking about the more the calmer you get and the more relaxed you get about speaking I hope you, so yeah it, it helps to do it more often <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know how did you apply for the TED talk how did you get into being able to present I really had no time for this. I needed to uh, finish my project and I couldn't allow time to pass by so much. So I found out which TED Talk was um, the closest in date and I realized that Houston was like six weeks away. So what I didn't even research how to do this. I immediately found out who the organizer was and mm -hmm. I emailed him saying that I wanted to face my 100th fear on their stage and they loved the idea but the funny thing is that first they told me I couldn't do it because I wasn't from Texas and oh, how weird 
Yeah, so I was very sad, and then I thought to myself, I could just let it go and find another fear that I could face as my last fear, or I can try harder, and then I have nothing to lose. So I emailed him back a really long email saying (laughs) all the reasons why he should allow me to speak on his stage, even though I'm not from Houston or from Texas. And two weeks later, I hear back from him saying, you're invited to speak at TEDx. And I started crying out of happiness because I did it. I was so glad I didn't give up. Yeah, you know, persistence is key. If you never ask, you never know. Exactly. I think that's awesome. And, you know, you had some of the uh, fears on your blog and one of them was doing stand-up comedy. How did that go? Oh, my God. That was one of the worst fears that I faced by far. Oh, my gosh. Because I know people laugh at me or with me, but it's hard to do it intentionally, like to have good jokes and one after the other. So I prepared myself, but it was so hard. I almost wrote my whole script in the toilet because my stomach couldn't take it. I was so nervous about doing this. But then I made a joke about the toilet and everything, and I opened up with that, and people were laughing since the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah, that does sound like a pretty good joke to open up with. (laughs) You should watch (laughs) it because, yeah. It was fun. It was yeah, really I'll definitely fun. have to check the video. You know, I was looking at your website and I was looking all, at all the different videos and the different fears that you face. And I think some of them are pretty wild, but I think you're very brave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You did, know. Some, you did some skydiving, right? Or you... Yeah, skydiving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That is one of my fears. You know, I, I don't find heights, but uh, having something not attached to me while I'm jumping is just absolutely insane. <laughs> So you would rather do um, the other one, the base jump, what's it called? Bungee, Bungee jumping? jumping? Mm-hmm. I think I would rather do that than jumping out of a plane. <laughs> oh, I, I, thought I would never do bungee jumping, but I wanted to experience skydiving. I have complete respect for people who can do those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, but so worth it. I would do it again. That's awesome. And, you know, you did you grow up? Um, with these kind of fears or did you uh, develop them a little later as you became, you know, an adolescent or, or did you grow older when you got those fears? No, definitely. Since I was very little, I was fearful and I didn't mind that much. I don't think I was encouraged to be brave when I was little. So mm-hmm. I grew up with it thinking that it was normal. But the first mm-hmm. time I realized how fearful I was, was when I moved out of my house and moved from Venezuela to Savannah, Georgia to go to college. And I was mm-hmm. living with roommates and they were constantly telling me that, I have more fears than normal people. And that's why I was like, oh, really? I thought this was normal. And I realized it was not normal. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, you were brave enough to to, uh, conquer them. And moving from Venezuela to Georgia, did you grow up speaking English? Or how did you learn to speak English so fluently? My parents, uh, they really cared about me speaking English since I was very little. And they hired an English teacher that specializes in accents. And when I was little, I hated her at the time because I was like, three, three is exactly the same. I understand that that there are different words, but they sound the same. And she was like, no, you have to say it perfectly. So that's (laughs) now I appreciate it so much. Yeah. 
Definitely. How does your husband support you in this new endeavor of yours? He's my biggest fan. He supports everything that I do. And this is this project just changed our relationship for like it's so much better now thanks to this because he was always wondering when are you going to grow up and be a brave person because he was worried that when we have kids one day I was going to raise my kids to be fearful the same way that I was Mm -hmm. so now he's just so proud and so supportive so he's been supporting me all the way he did almost all of the fears with me which is amazing. And yeah, so he keeps pushing me to keep doing my project and make it every, every time better. That's awesome. So how will you raise your kids? Do you have like a plan set out or is there something that you're going to live by like a motto? Yeah, definitely. Because my motto used to be better safe than sorry. And Mm -hmm. now I don't think that's worth it. So definitely I will raise my kids to be courageous, not perfect. So I will dare them to do things. I will push them. I will push their limits. If they say no, then I will push them even harder because I believe that you have to try stuff before you say, I don't like it. Exactly. I definitely agree with that. You know, and that's, that's a hard lesson to learn, but, but yeah. you'll get it if you work hard for it. Exactly. Now, um, so do you think your fears allowed you to relate to others a little easier, you know, especially with people who felt, you know, they had those kind of fears in their lives as well? I feel that facing my fears made people look at me as very relatable. And before the project, I used to only post things about perfect life and my vacations and this and that, but I would never really put my fears out there in social media. So now Mm -hmm. that I did, people relate to me on a deeper level and they want to be part of this project and they want to share their fears with me, which is amazing. And I value that a lot. I I think that's awesome. And that's definitely uh, inspiring. And you know, what do you have next now that you have a following and a platform? Do you have another big dream of yours? I'm loving being a YouTuber. So I have my new series you on make YouTube. A, a YouTube. It's called WTF. And every Wednesday I post a different video. Excuse me? Oh, I was, gonna, I was going to ask if you wanted to make your own YouTube channel. I have my own YouTube channel. It's called Hello Fears. Oh, awesome. Yes. I think what you're doing is perfect, and I think you are definitely an inspiration to to others and um, allowing them to see that, you know, they can get over their fears if they work hard enough at it, and you're definitely a huge inspiration. But uh, thank you so much, Michelle, for this wonderful discussion, and you are truly awe-inspiring. And to see Michelle's crazy fear-busting adventures, visit her website at www.100 that's number 100 100 dayswithoutfear.com for more information and check out her YouTube channel Hello Fears and uh, just check out all her new uh, endeavors and see what she's going to do next during the break be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity I'm Asia Gonzalez And also, don't forget our newly refurbished website, and I think you're going to love it if you check it out. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on reality. Stay with us here for more empowerment and entertainment on the insight of reality. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of reality. And I'm going to take the reins on this segment here with my social responsibility segment. And I really want to talk about uh, the reality of human trafficking in America. And most people assume that human trafficking is not here in our own country and that this crime takes place in other countries, Uh, but there is a truth that needs to become a reality to our citizens ASAP. And what's going on is that human trafficking is growing more and more by the year in our own country, and it's not just in third world countries anymore. Uh, America has become one of the biggest hubs uh, for human trafficking And an anti-trafficking industry reported that the average age of young women that are forced into slavery are between the ages of 12 and 14. And there have been cases of of girls as young as 9 years old being forced in this industry. And in Atlanta, the sex trafficking industry rakes in a whopping $290 million a year with this disgusting industry. And it starts out with an adolescent, most of the time a female who is a part of an unstable home. You know, they might lack uh, self-esteem and they lack the support system that they need. And what happens is these pimps or johns or whatever you want to call them uh, find this person and they begin to shower them with love, with gifts, anything that will manipulate the kid into thinking that this person really loves them. You know, this child is getting attention from this perpetrator and you know they start to believe that this person actually cares for them and then it turns out that they are just manipulative and they get sucked into this industry with most of the time no way out until somebody else can help them and when we hear this kind of information we want to cover our ears and turn away because of the terror that our youth in America 
experiences. And, you know, it's a very taboo subject. Nobody really wants to talk about this. And, you know, these children are the future of our country. And the question is, what are you going to do to save these children? That is one thing that we really need to think about is what are we going to do to get rid of this crime here that is affecting our children who are the future of this world? You know, one other important thing is not just taking action after the crime has been committed, because we do have charities that do that. We do have charities who go in and rescue these children, but also taking action before this can even happen to others in the future, which is what my charity, She Is Worth It, does, is we create awareness to youth so they can be equipped with the knowledge so they will not be sucked into this kind of disgusting industry. And under federal law, as it so happens, is that any person under the age of 18 that is commercially sexually abused is a victim of trafficking. But under local laws, the child will be charged for child prostitution. Now tell me, when a child is kidnapped, is the child given charges for the kidnapping or is the perpetrator charged? So I was thinking, how is this any different from the victims of sex trafficking? You know, there is no difference here whatsoever. So another question is, what can you do about it? Are you going to ignore it or are you going to take action? And creating awareness is the biggest key to fighting back against this crime. And the biggest tool you can use is social media. Looking for news, you know, looking to see what's going on in our communities and in our country and what's going on globally so you have an open eye as to what's happening with this crime. And so you're more knowledgeable about it and you have more Uh, resources to be able to tackle this issue. And a really good thing to do is look for articles. If you can find something on Google, CNN, you know, anything like that, post them, share them, you know, post them on your Facebook page, share them on your Instagram, on your Twitter, you know, link that article to your account so you can have people who you're friends with look at it and see this kind of news so you can actually share the awareness. And if you want, you can create a blog. You can send shout-outs to these charities saying, hey, guys, you know, on my blog, I want to shout-out so-and-so for creating awareness, and I really want to applaud them on the efforts that they're making. Go and support these charities so we can tackle this crime together. And that's pretty much what we do on Facebook with She Is Worth It. We create awareness, and we post articles so people can read about them and uh, gain more awareness on this crime and another thing you could do is support charities you know look for some charities that you think are are uh, really noble and you think you know they have a good cause and if you want you can check out sheisworthit.org and see what we're doing if you guys would love to support us a donation is very uh is definitely accepted And we would love it if you guys checked out the site at uh, sheisworthit.org because we do want to create more awareness and um, we would really love it if you guys would check that out as well. Sadly, we have no more time. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryant, Be the Star You Wore, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially Engineer Mike. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be conscious, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. 
produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.